Do you ever feel like every time you get on social media, all you end up doing is comparing yourself to the picture-perfect model performing the seemingly effortless 30-minute total hit body workout? Well, then you're in the right place. Welcome to Sideline Talk, a podcast devoted to exploring the impact social media has on female athletes, while shedding light on the misrepresentation these women face. I'm your host, Pilar Lewis, a former Division I athlete looking to bridge the gap between social media and proper representation of female athletes. If you made it this far, then keep listening. It's game time. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode one of Sideline Talk. I'm your host, Pilar Lewis, and today we have a special guest kicking us off this podcast. I have Danny Tyson. Danny Tyson was a former Kent State University volleyball player. She's actually um, just finished her last season playing volleyball last semester. So, Danny, why don't you tell me a little bit more about yourself? Um, first of all, what's up, y'all? Uh, let's see. From Chicago, Illinois, came here at Kent State, uh, recruited for volleyball, like you said. Um, been playing for five years for Kent State, so like, uh, finished my eligibility, honestly, just in retirement. It was a great, um, run here at Kent State, made some great memories, and I'm enjoying the retired life right now. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, you're freshly in it. Yes, very new to the, um, as they say, NARP life, but it's really great and just living my best life. A lot of free time. Yes, that's nice though, because I'm sure you didn't have much of that when you were playing, Um, which kind of opens up our discussion. So the purpose of this episode is to kind of explore from your perspective, Mm -hmm. the perspective of a female athlete, how social media impacts female athletes. Um, whether that be through mental health, Mm -hmm. um, through body images, performance even, and kind of just explore the different relationships it has and how it can affect, even if that's positive or negative. So it's just kind of an open discussion to kind of get your perspective of it Mm -hmm. because even though you said you're retired, you really truly are freshly out of it. So you were in the midst of when social media really, you know, increased Mm -hmm. in the use through sports and um, athletes using it with name image likeness, um, with TikTok becoming such a huge platform. Yes, And, you know, we see a lot of sports videos on that. So I'm sure that you have a lot of insight to offer. So I'm excited to hear what you have to say. So just kind of covering the basics first, Mm -hmm. like I want to understand your role as a female athlete. So what it was like being a female athlete um, and even just like an athlete in general, what a typical day was like for you and kind of then go from there into understanding the deeper conversation here so if you want to just tell me kind of what it was like for you being an athlete and being a female Uh, being an athlete so I mean it was a great experience I got to to learn a lot and travel um but the mental side of it I'd say it's it's a roller coaster honestly not only because you're at this level of competition where you want to be perfect and especially I mean there's no per perfectionism in any sport you play but with volleyball it's literally the game of who can make a mistake first so first of all that's there's this pressure of me coming in as a freshman like I want to be good I want to be good and then starting so I have that pressure of like all right you're a freshman that's starting you you got to keep your foot on the gas you know you can't you can't let up because it's a pretty big deal it's awesome and then we also have you know your pressure from your coaches mm-hmm. and you're learning a new system, you come to a new school, they're kind of reteaching you things, they're teaching you things specifically to their program, which is really cool. Um, But then also you have their expectations and how they 
you know, they're all nice when they're recruiting you. I'm sure, you know, everyone can relate to that. But when you actually get in there, you kind of see the other side of them that you don't really see. Um, and I'd say that was probably one of the biggest adjustments. Mm-hmm. Not that I didn't like my coaches, but sometimes they expected me to be a different person. Mm-hmm. I am very lighthearted, loose. Um, when I play a little goofy, but still really competitive and I'm not a vocal leader. I'm very, um, lead by example. Mm -hmm. That's, that's just how I am mostly because I, um, can't talk. So (laughs) it's really hard for me to say something serious without probably stuttering on my words. Um, and so that was a really big adjustment Mm -hmm. for me trying to figure out how to do that with also like playing at a high level, having my coaches be on me, feedback, mm-hmm. and I think between that pressure and just being on myself, that was that was really hard and understanding that I couldn't achieve perfectionism. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it was a struggle for myself and my coaches to communicate in a way that I could feel, I don't want to say like praised, but mm-hmm. that we were on an understanding of how I can receive feedback. Right. You can yell at me. You can do whatever. I, that really doesn't bother me. But just to be like, okay, that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, like I said, with that perfectionism part, I just really, I didn't know if I did something good, if I could do it better or yeah. if I did it bad. Right. Um, and then like, let's see, a day in the life. End season, I wake up, I have lift probably 8 15 have lift go do my classes shower try and get some food in me probably skip lunch you know because <laughs> we because we have classes or grab a snack maybe and then I mean we have practice at three thirty, right but I have treatment and we have to set up the meds so mm-hmm. I'm probably at the mac at like two getting dressed going to treatment then getting warmed up for practice setting that all up and then in season, not really sure why this was a thing. We had a practice block of three and a half hours. Mm. Now, when you're in season, like, you know, we're going, like, 20 plus, at, like, 20 hours is your cap. Right. Not including competition days. But is it really 20 hours? No, it's <laughs> never 20 hours. And they, ah, that's the thing. Setup doesn't count. Teardown doesn't count. Like, all this stuff. So we would actually use all three and a half hours of actually practicing. Mm-hmm. And then we get out of class. Sometimes we get out of uh, practice at like 8.30 p.m. And they're like, okay, make sure, you know, you get your post-rehab. Make sure you go to the dining hall and get food. Dining hall's closed. And or, this is my favorite part, they'd give us like 15 minutes to get over in there and eat. But there's just stale rice, maybe some really (laughs) like mushy broccoli left. And they're like, yeah, that's definitely a nutritious meal Mm -hmm. right there. Um, Just just some really fun reflections. but yeah, I'd say that's basically like a day in the life. And then competitions, whether it's traveling or home. Oh my gosh, home games. Our game would be at 5 o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. We needed to be at the MAC at 8 a.m. Mm. For what reasons? We don't know. We we will <laughs> never know. If any coach is listening, please, please let me know why you need us there six hours before a match. Please. We'll see if they respond. Yeah, I'm hoping they do. So, okay, you're, clearly your day is jam-packed. Yeah. All right, did you have time for social media? Um, I'd say yes and no. I think, 
like I'd check on like whoever, maybe a couple snaps uh-huh. here and there, scroll through Instagram because TikTok was not a thing until what was that like my junior year probably yeah probably sophomore summer kind of yeah. like covid time mm-hmm. um so honestly snapchat twitter and instagram were really the only forms of social media yeah and it was really just like pictures there were you really didn't post a video too much mm-hmm. unless you know something silly on snapchat but i'd say like pictures were really mm-hmm. just the base of it all okay yeah gotcha um so then also kind of going back to all the expectations you had with yourself and with your coaches Mm -hmm. did being a female add another layer to that yeah absolutely I mean I feel like there's always you know how they always say like oh you play like a girl yeah one no girl ever wants to hear that Mm -hmm. right like we're competitive enough where we would pick up a sport with a guy and Mm -hmm. be like I'm just as competitive I'm just as strong um but then there comes that aspect of like well I am a girl so I don't want to like you know, I don't want to look like I have huge traps and whatever. Right. Especially that was my mindset my freshman year. And long and behold, I learned um, that I developed muscle very quickly. So the traps are huge. The arms were huge. The the mom jeans I had coming in from high school turned very quickly into skinny jeans. <laughs> and that was, I'd say that's probably one of the biggest adjustments I had as uh, a female athlete is my body changing mm-hmm. and that was a little scary to me mm-hmm. I'd say because I never put on that much muscle before I never um had clothes fit the way they did right. and it was just a different way to look at myself and like I said everyone's different like I was putting on my muscle super fast because that's just how my body is right other people were either like leaning up or whatever and mm-hmm. so kind of this this like image part of being a female athlete yeah. kind of came in and then like I said like wearing spandex tight jerseys like mm-hmm. it's just it was a lot going on for right. me and then comparatively to seeing these other girls um at other colleges they look like little stream beads <laughs> and I'm like I wish I could look like that like that'd be great instead of looking like a bodybuilder which in hindsight I didn't Right. No, and you know what? Going back to the I play like a girl thing, I feel like now we can just take that in stride as a compliment because what would you expect me to play like? I am a girl, so I am going to play like a girl. Exactly. And I think that when you switch that mindset, it really is a game changer, but it's very hard, especially because... Okay, going back to body images, I play like a girl. Does that mean I'm weak? Does that do I right. look weak? Is my right. body not strong enough? And you know, there's so many different variations, and it's hard. And you're talking about seeing these other girls um, playing in college that didn't look like you. So mm-hmm. again, I'm going to tie this into social media, and I'm going to beat it to a drum. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but like, were you seeing these girls through social media posts? Yeah, I mean, we can even start just from like kind of volleyball itself. Um, Typically, the image you see when you see, like, D1 volleyball athletes is just this slim, lean girl, tall, long legs. Our jerseys are really form-fitting. We have spandex, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. So that already just kind of brings some um, interesting feelings to to some people. I'm seeing them, like, either NCAA, like, volleyball page. You see, like, there is, when I say there is a very specific type of volleyball look 
that's what it is. And volleyball, I'd say right now, is picking up in the African-American world. Okay. Uh, as fe- as far as, like, female and male. Mm-hmm. But before, it's a very specific... You have a six-foot-three, blonde mm-hmm. hair or brown hair, very lean, very tall, long-legged girl. And okay. that is that is the look. Like, you could spot her and be like, that is a volleyball mm-hmm. player. Kind of, like, broad shoulders. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm not going to say bony, but very, like, lean and, yeah. and toned. Yeah. And seeing that in the way that I was I'm like well I don't look like a volleyball player Mm -hmm. and I remember I'd be like do I even look like a volleyball player Mm -hmm. oh you look like a swimmer oh you look like Mm -hmm. a basketball player whatever and so yeah social media was a lot of just this especially at these bigger schools or even smaller schools this is exactly what they look like and I didn't look like that right and so it's like well how do I look like that and that's hard because then you fall into the comparison trap right and I can only imagine the rabbit hole that that creates for somebody because they're constantly seeing content of of a huge part of their life mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with what they feel like they represent mm-hmm. and that's hard yeah. and I can only assume the different type of issues that that brings into right. which kind of brings us into our topic of like what are those issues what do you think it you know develops and impacts and you know creates these types of thoughts for female athletes like you I just feel like the biggest thing that we need to hone in is every single person is different. Mm-hmm. Like, there, no one's body is going to look the exact same. No one's going to react the same way. And I just think we need to be drilling that in the minds of our young female athletes, not even female athletes, but just females in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we look at, you know, these athletes... Everyone has a different body type. You mm-hmm. can eat. Everyone could eat the same and do the same thing. And they're still gonna look different. Mm-hmm. And just understanding that if you are in shape, this is what you look like. That's great, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. Because even on my own team, I see, like we have a very diverse body right. type, but still, I'm like, okay, well, you look like this. I look like that. We're still in really good shape, mm-hmm. or I could even be in better shape right. than you, and I still look the way I do. So, I just think we really need to hone into you know, your your body is great, your body is okay, and be okay with that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that that comes from, from coaching and even athletic performance, uh, mm-hmm. training people to say, like, hey, this is okay. Like, this is what your body does. Right. And as long as you can accomplish the sport and achieve and strive well in your sport, mm-hmm. that's all that should matter. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. Um, and do you think social media hinders that movement, though? I I want to say in the beginning, yes. Okay. I do want to say that it's very like, oh, look at me. I'm a beach volleyball player. I'm a regular volleyball player. I feel comfortable wearing tight spandex and a sports bra. Mm-hmm. And that's okay with me. Yeah. And now, especially with TikTok or even just, I think, understanding you don't have to have a specific type of body type. I see... I The other day, I saw this woman beach volleyball player. I don't even know how tall she is. She's a black woman wide hips like it does not look like mm-hmm. she would ever be good at volleyball or play volleyball and I think it's amazing like right for for me to see that and be like wow she not only is she amazing at volleyball but like you don't see this body type you would look at her and be like oh you play what mm-hmm. like there's no way and I think right now social social media and these movements about like you know your body is a great body and um 
seeing all these people around the the world and even the United States come out and be like, hey, like this is what I look like. You know, I go through the same things I think is is really important. And honestly, I feel like one of the biggest platforms right now is TikTok mm-hmm. doing that. Um, yeah, I just I think it's great. And I mean, mind you, you're still going to have, you know, those different comparisons or whatever. But I definitely think right now is some of the biggest time where I'm seeing the most diversity and not only you know racial but yeah body types which i think is great no it's amazing and that kind of leads into the solutions that i want to talk to you about like Mm -hmm. definitely having people you know female athletes specifically speaking out against this and kind of posting more empowering things Mm -hmm. of you know hey i play volleyball but i don't look like this right and that's okay like what other solutions do you think social media specifically different platforms could be incorporating you know, into this form of communication so that it isn't misconstrued that every single athlete needs to look like this. Because I also think the big problem is we don't take into consideration, especially when we're looking at social media content, Mm -hmm. that athletes' bodies, specifically female athletes' bodies, are supposed to look different for the sports they play. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not going to look the same as a a cheerleader or a softball player. Like, and even within that sport, it varies too, yes. which is so hard because it's like no single body is supposed to look the exact mm-hmm. same. So when we don't get that content and it's not honed into us through what we're consuming, the mm-hmm. media we're consuming, it's hard to then say, okay, like these, this should look like this, this should look like that. And mm-hmm. like, then we just start to categorize and compare. So in this long explanation I'm giving you, I guess, <laughs> what other solutions do you think are out there? I just think the whole like... I need this sliding and this one. It like you just gotta cut it. Mm-hmm. Like no more filters. And I know like whatever you want to throw a filter on, whatever it may be. But seeing like the raw, uncut mm-hmm. footage or or pictures of yourself is the best. That's your true, authentic self. And I don't know. Like there's there are pictures of me even thinking back um, to freshman year when you know they take pictures at your games when you're playing. Right. I if I had like a minuscule roll of like little skin <laughs> uh-huh. in my pay, I would not post it because I'm like oh my gosh that's disgusting now I'm like are you kidding me I look amazing in this picture <laughs> like this is me in its true form and you can see all the different variations yeah. of body sizes and muscle within the mm-hmm. thing and I just think that needs to be advertised more like there is no specific body type for any sport and I just think these raw, uncut footage, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on, I mean, Snapchat, I feel like it's just, eh, like, that's just, like, your, <laughs> your friends or whatever, but, like, and TikTok, too, like, no more posing, no more trying to find, mm-hmm. like, the whatever, like, sure, look great, feel great, play mm-hmm. great, I think that's great yeah. for whoever needs that, yeah. but, I mean, you know, it's it's okay to have, like, a little roll or a double chin when you're celebrating or when you're flexing Mm -hmm. because you want a point like let's see those traps like i love it yeah i want to see it no it's great yeah i'm like the more muscle the better i now truly appreciate how strong i have been Mm -hmm. in the past and seeing like the raw potential of where i could be like my bench numbers my you know um squat my power cleans Mm -hmm. like i think it's amazing and i'm like i'm so strong yeah 
have I gone away from that? Yes. Because <laughs> you know what? It's just, it's not for me anymore. No, it's not. But, it served right, a purpose, though. Right. It served a purpose. And I can say, like, I was so strong. I was whatever. And I truly appreciate that. Um, and I think that's just kind of like an adjustment period. Yeah. And now I would never think I'd say that I run 5Ks or run miles mm-hmm. because I hated running because it was a punishment. And now I absolutely love it. That's amazing. I love that. And it just, it's crazy to see that shift, especially yeah. when um, you know you're doing it for yourself. Yeah. And for that's sure. just a whole other topic we don't have to get into. No, but I, I mean, it is connected in every, yeah. every single way. You yeah. have no idea how much... Um, female athletes the conversation around that how Mm -hmm. deep we can go but so that kind of leads me you're talking about the workouts that you kind of shifted away from Mm -hmm. and you know you appreciate but you no longer want to do so do you ever go to social media for inspiration for workouts or do you feel like maybe those workouts are all the same or catered towards specific people yeah actually there's this girl named lena 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 something on tiktok absolutely love her she just trains like an athlete period okay like it's very it's just you know your normal movements basic movements Mm -hmm. but she makes it fun it doesn't feel like you have to train specifically for something Mm -hmm. which is great um i do look to to instagram but then sometimes i gotta remind myself i'm like hey they look like this but that's (laughs) not gonna be you all this you know like it's it's that um it's what's kind of the give and the take yeah like you gotta do it because you want to do it and not think okay if i do this the way she does this i'm gonna look like that Mm -hmm. because in the end i'm not gonna look like her and that's okay yep i can only just want to look the best version of myself that's good to Mm me um but yeah i do look to to um tiktok or instagram sometimes for workouts or sometimes i'll ask my old strength coach but i'm like i don't want a single volleyball workout right Uh, just give me any other sport give me something else he's like oh that's so fun like let's do it yeah and one thing i will say about bob is that he he has always said to us i don't care what the number on the scale says right if you are training at the movement and the weight I put you at, that's all I can ask mm-hmm. for. Because that means I have prepared you for your sport. Yes. And that has really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just really important. Um, because, I mean, all we see on social media is, oh my gosh, this girl's ripped. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay. Is everyone really supposed to have abs? <laughs> like, come on It's now. genetics. It is. <laughs> okay, I know, it, I know a lot of it has to do with the kitchen. But, mm-hmm. you know... Some people can eat five cookies and still have abs. Yeah. I, I cannot. That's, and that's, and okay. that's great for them. Right. And that's great for them. You know why? Because I still love my cookies. <laughs> exactly. And I'm still going to eat them. And you know what? Yeah. Abs do come. Abs are made in the kitchen. My kitchen is filled with cookies. Yeah. And, and it's okay. We can just say it's genetics. Yeah. Like, yeah. You uh, people are lucky. That's fine. <laughs> and for those of who those of you who don't know, uh Bob is Danny's strength coach. Yes. And so he has played a huge role in Danny's strength and conditioning. Absolutely. Um Well yeah, I mean I think those are great points. And I think that when you have that mindset of being able to scroll on social media and you finally get to that point where you're not comparing or saying, mm-hmm. Oh well I have to look like this, I guess or if I do this workout and I don't look like that, I'm clearly doing something wrong. Right. I think that's when you can have a healthy relationship with social media, mm-hmm. but I don't think that a lot of female athletes are there. I think that it's yes. still in the time period where we're constantly, you know, looking at the fitness industry for mm-hmm. recommendations and for advice, but I think it gets kind of watered down by what we're seeing yes. through the actual content. 
and that's hard yeah i think the biggest thing that i'm seeing through these apps and don't get me wrong like i definitely have my days where i'm like why don't i look like Mm -hmm. her or whatever but i think what social media is forgetting or sometimes some of these influencers don't say is that i'm not just doing this because i want to look aesthetically pleasing Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I enjoy working out and it makes me happy. And right now that's the biggest thing that I'm doing this for. It's not, I have to look this way. It's I'm doing this because I love working out. It's something that I've been doing for a very long Mm -hmm. time and it makes me feel good. Yep. Um, Honoring your body. I mean, that's really what it is. Yeah. And I think social media is forgetting that or it's, it's taking away from, excuse me, when you see all these these influencers going like, oh, come with me on my split day. And <laughs> this is like, I'm like split. What does split even mean? Because right. my, my Bob gave me all my packets. Yep. And then I'm like, oh, so I have been doing split my whole life. Mm-hmm. I just don't know like right. what it means. But I think social media is taking away the enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of saying like, here's how to get this aesthetically pleasing body that it's like, okay, but yeah. are you having fun? Right. And it's a sensory overload too. Like they're saying, got to eat this, eat this supplement, drink that, you know, do this on this day. And I'm just like, I don't know what any of this means. Is my whole life a lie? Right? Like, <laughs> no, literally. We just got to go back to the basics and, you know, don't fix what's not broke. Like I don't need to be doing, you know. I don't need to take <laughs> bloom and fish oil and hemp seeds and all this yeah. other stuff. Like, yeah, take care of your body, yeah. you know, don't feed it with junk. But yeah, I think that aspect of, you know, hey, I love this because I love doing mm-hmm. it is is definitely watered down on social yeah. media for sure. For sure. And I, I mean, I lo- have loved this discussion. I think you've offered a lot of great points and pointed out a lot of things as well that can be improved on and that have already started to improve. Yeah. And, I, and I don't want to say social media can't be used as a tool because it most definitely can. Yeah. And so with that being said, because you're fresh out of of playing and you're into your early retirement you're still able to relate to these girls that Mm -hmm. are kind of going through what you went so to close us out if you had one piece of advice to give to a female athlete that maybe is struggling with her body image or comparing what she's seeing um you know through the apps she's scrolling on what would it be um that's a really good question it's i'd say two things first Or maybe three. I'm going to try and keep short though. The (laughs) first is your body is your body. Mm -hmm. And no one ever has it like you. Like no one will ever have your body in the world. Take care of it and be happy in it. Two, you know, be vulnerable. And that's really hard to say. It's Mm -hmm. really hard to say and just do it. But the more vulnerable and the more honest you are with yourself, I think it's going to be an easier transition for yourself. And two, don't do anything that you don't love. Like, you have this body for a very long time. It's done you so well with all all that you've put it through, all the stress, the workouts, everything. Treat it with love. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's great. I love to leave with that. All right, well, that's all I had. I appreciate you being on my very first episode. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Stay tuned for my next episode of Sideline Talk, where I speak with Monique Smith, a former Division I college basketball player and current high school girls basketball coach, to learn more about how impressionable social media can be for these young girls who are at such a pivotal stage in life and in sports. And for more information about women in sports, you can visit my blog at ladiesletstalksports.weebly.com. See you next time.